0: Ah, been a while since i've done one of these it's time for a prediction wednesday and then we'll wrap up by reviewing florida versus murray state in women's basketball from yesterday only here on locked on gators you are locked on gators your daily podcast on the florida gators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com slash LockdownNCA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Happy Wednesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole9sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Getting right into it. Like I said, we're doing predictions today, which it's been a while. It's been, what, three and a half weeks since we've even had a game in Gainesville. or Well, for the Gators, obviously, this game is not in Gainesville. Like a Sparrow Bowl, where it is Florida versus Central Florida. And really the battle for the state. Like I said, you know, Florida beat Miami last time they played them. Florida beat Florida State earlier this year. Florida beat Florida Atlantic this year. Florida beat South Florida this year. Now Florida gets to beat Central Florida this year. Cause I mean, I'm expecting a dub. I don't know about you guys, but we're looking at predictions. And first thing I'm going to say: Emory Jones. I'm going four or more total touchdowns, whether they're passing rushing. Hell, even receiving. I don't care. Let him let him go nuts. Why not? He caught one against Missouri. Let him do it again. Who cares? He's got a ton riding on this game. He's entering the transfer portal immediately following the game or probably a day or two after whatever. We know that he's going into the transfer portal after this bowl game. He is finishing the year with the team and then he is leaving. So I would expect him to have a big game because this is his last opportunity to put good film out there for whichever universities may be interested in him. We know that Florida just added Jack Miller III from Ohio State through the transfer portal, so that's big. These guys are picking spots. Bo Nix is going to Oregon. Keaton Slovis, probably going to Pitt or Auburn, one of those spots. So Emory Jones, he's going to be looking for a new home after this bowl game tomorrow, and, I mean, I, I think he's going to show out, really. I Like Samford-esque stats that he put up. Next up, I think we see the freshman quarterbacks at some point. I mentioned this yesterday where I I think at some point we're going to see the freshman quarterbacks play. They haven't played at all. So burning their redshirt status, not an issue with them. We mentioned Nick Elksmith would burn the tight end, would burn his redshirt status if he plays because that would be his fifth game. And of course, in order to be eligible to maintain your redshirt status, you may you may not play in more than four games. Carlos Del Rio Wilson. And Jalen Kidner are both freshman quarterbacks. I mean, Carlos D'Oreal Wilson was a four-star quarterback. Jalen Kidner was, I believe, the number 44 quarterback in the nation. They are both at Florida now. They're both freshmen. Jalen Kidner's dad, of course, played in the NFL. John Kidner. he is now, I believe, an offensive coordinator in high school. But, I mean, whether it's part of the game plan or because of a blowout, I think we see at least one of them play at some point because of course florida rotated quarterbacks all year but maybe if it's a blowout in either direction again i think florida's gonna win this game pretty handedly uh but i also think it's going to be a shootout so who knows but with carlos El real wilson and Jalen Kenna both waiting in the wings neither of them have played i think we see them touch the field at least a little bit neither of them have had seen any playing time this year in any respect or any any aspect of the game they have not touched the field but I think that we see them at least a little bit. And I think it's also possible that Billy Napier, of course, the new head coach of the Florida Gators, who is not coaching this bowl game. That's it's still the old staff. New coach doesn't come in and coach a bowl game. But Billy Napier, I think he might ask the current staff, hey, give him a little run. Let us let's, let's see what the freshman can do. You know, maybe he says, Hey, Emery's leaving. I don't care what he can do. Maybe put Carlos Rio Wilson and Jalen Kidna in there at some point. And let's see what they can do in actual game situations because we are completely expecting a quarterback battle going into this spring. So Anthony Richardson, Jack Miller the third, Carlos D'Oreal Wilson, Jalen Kidna, and, I mean, probably another quarterback because Billy Napier did say that he is looking to add two quarterbacks in this cycle. Who knows? But I, I think we see the freshman quarterbacks, at least one of them, at some point this year or this game. I also think that Florida will have a 100-yard receiver, or as usually I give some kind of rushing prediction here. But I, I think we're going to see this team air it out. Like I said, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. The Gasparable has been high-scoring historically. UCF has played more than anyone else, and they've been in a lot of high-scoring games. I believe at one point UCF scored like 50-something in a game. So I'm fully expecting a ton of points to be put up. And I, I don't know who the 100-yard receiver will be. It could be Kimori Gamble. He's been really heating up recently and he's got one more game in his college career before he goes pro so maybe he's the one that wants to light it up jacob copeland is another guy where hey we know he's entering the transfer portal jacob copeland said his last game as a florida gator is coming up that would obviously indicate that this bowl game is the last time we see jacob copeland as a florida gator maybe this is the game where he wants to go off and he really opens up and we saw it happen i believe it was the south florida game where he was just Deep play after deep play. Granted, that was with Anthony Richardson in. But maybe Jacob Copeland has his big game before he decides where he's going to go to school. I, I think we see an offense that's going to come out firing on all cylinders and go for chunk plays. You know, it's been almost a month since they've played at all. So maybe they're they're well rested. They're well practiced. They're ready to go. And they got something to prove because, again, this is not just... A whatever bowl game. The bowl game itself, sure, not super prestigious, but this is Florida versus Central Florida, where the winner gets those recruiting rights or the bragging rights in recruiting. Emery Jones, looking for a new home after this game. He needs to play well. Jacob Copeland, looking for a new home after this game. He needs to play well. Justin Shorter, maybe going to the NFL. Xavier Henderson, just got to impress the new coach. There's a ton of guys here that have a lot riding on this game. Individually, Where sure. Team success-wise, maybe this game isn't huge in your eyes, but when you look at the individuals and what they can achieve and how they can help themselves, this is a huge game for Florida because it is your last opportunity to put great film out there. So Florida Gators, I think Emory Jones, four-plus touchdowns. I think we see at least one of the freshman quarterbacks play, and I think we get a 100-yard receiver in this game, and I think it's most likely Kimura Gamble or Jacob Copeland. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and it's more important that you, you go over those now because guess what? It's bowl season. There's less than two weeks left for you to really take advantage of prize Picks before the you know, before the playoff, and then you've got the championship game, and that is it for the year. So make sure you take advantage of it. PriceFix allows mixed sport entries, so you can take the over on Jacob Koblin receiving yards with the under on Kiki Smith points because they do have women's college basketball there, which is very hard to find anywhere, in this same entry. Don't hesitate. Check out PriceFix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. PriceFix is daily fantasy made easy. This is it the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls right over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your business's growth with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, which is less than two weeks away, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those who are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com. Head to netsuite.com slash lockdown NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash lockdown NCAA for, again, end of year financing. Less than two weeks left to go. So get on it. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube, of course, or else you're just mean. That's the short move to not do it. But looking at defensive predictions for this bowl game now, I said, I know this is going to be a high-scoring game. Defense, I think you allow over 30 points. I, I I think this is going to be a shootout. It's just historically this bowl game has been a shootout. Defensively this year, Florida Gators haven't been great. Offensively, UCF's been pretty solid. So I, I think that we see a shootout in this game. I think Florida wins it considerably, but I think it's going to be a very high-scoring affair. I'm confident in this Florida Gators defense to make plays, and you can tell that by the next two predictions that I'm going to make. But I'm confident in this Florida Gators defense ability to make plays, but guess what? All season, the defense has giveth, and the defense has taketh away. So I'd expect points galore here. There's going to be big plays, both positive and negative, for this Florida Gators defense. And by that, I mean, next prediction, at least three sacks for the Florida Gators defense. Central Florida's tackles have allowed a combined six sacks. And granted, I think both of them are NFL-caliber tackles. They've allowed a combined six sacks this year. That's pretty dang good. But guess what? Florida's defense, their defensive line and their pass rush. I think they're going to be beastly. I think we see a similar defensive setup that we saw against Florida state where we have defensive, where we have three edge rushers on the field, where one of them is just rotating between which side he's going to rush on while the other two are set up. So I, I think it's going to be very creative. Don't forget. Christian Robinson is the only Florida Gators staff member that has not been told if he will be retained or let go at the end of the season. He is the interim Defensive coordinator. So he's calling plays. This is his last opportunity to put forth a great effort and a great showing as a defensive coach. We know he's been a good recruiter, despite what your rumors say. I don't care about you. But Christian Robinson, this is your last showing. I think he's going to get very creative up front. I'm expecting a big, big game from Princely Uman Milan. I, I just think that he's going to have a huge game. It's going to be his biggest opportunity. Chris Bogle is gone. He's going to Michigan State. Zachary Carter. Not gonna be around, so or not playing. Prince Leumann Meiling, I think, is the one who's really is going to break out this week. I think he's ready to go. I think he's pissed because he hasn't played much this year, and I think he's gonna have a big game. Brenton Cox Jr. also, Florida State, he had a huge game. I mean, both in terms of penalties, which he accumulated, like it was like that was his job, and sacks, which he accumulated, like that was his job. But that is his job. So I think this defense is going to try and show out, especially because. Billy Napier and Patrick Toney. This is going to be the first game since they've been named or since Billy Napier has been named head coach. And I think they're going to show out. This defense needs to impress Patrick Tony, especially if you're on the defensive line, because odds are if you're on the defensive line and you're playing in this game, or at least as an edge rusher, you're more of a depth guy than anything else. And Brenton Cox is the only starter that's going to be around here. Zachary Carter, not here. Chris Bogle, not here. So, you know, the depth guys, they need to step up. And Patrick Tony, he likes to rotate his depth. You've got to impress. Also, Mikey Keene, the quarterback for Central Florida, he's been pressured on about 23% of his dropbacks this season. They haven't played fantastic pass rushing teams. So I'm expecting this Gators pass rush to really get going, especially look at the inside with Jervon Dexter, Daquan Newkirk, Antonio Valentino. I think they're all going to be hungry and ready to go. And Jervon Dexter, he's, he seems like he's been pissed recently. So I'm expecting a huge game from him. And this pass rush in general, I think that they're going to be monstrous against Central Florida. And again, Patrick Tony needs to be impressed by them. Christian Robinson, you've got to impress. I think this secondary, for my final prediction of the defense, I think the secondary gets at least one interception. Secondary is immensely talented and pretty healthy for this game. With the pressure that I think this front four will force, or front five, I don't know how many are going to rush in a given play, but with the pressure that this front will force, Mikey Keene is going to be forced to do two things. One, throw while getting hit. And two, if he wants to avoid getting hit, he's going to have to rush his throws. He's going to be off time. He's not going to have his time set up. He's not going to have the timing right with his receivers likely. So he's going to rush these throws. Those throws will hopefully lead to turnovers. We know Christian Robinson is probably going to play a lot of zone defense. We've seen a lot of cover three from this Gators defense this year. I think that that Maybe range true. Maybe we see some more cover too with the blitzes coming. I don't know exactly what we're going to see, but I do think that this defense will be ready to go. And when you look at who's in the secondary, you've got Trey Dean and Kyrie Elam, are two guys that I don't think we see come back. Kyrie Elam is almost definitely gone. He's likely going to be a first round pick, if not a first round pick, a very high second round pick. And then Trey Dean, I think, is someone who does go to the NFL draft this year. So, You've got two guys that are probably going to be gone. And like I've spoken about with the offense, with Justin Shorter, Emery Jones, Kamori Gamble, Jacob Copeland, you got guys that need to show out and want to show out. Kyrie Elam, last game as a Gator. Trey Dean, I think, last game as a Gator. So I think that they want to make big plays. And I think that those interceptions are how you're going to do it. Rashad Torrance has been having a monster season. Maybe he's pissed that he got snubbed and he isn't an All-American, which, by the way, is... One of the worst All-American snubs that I've seen in a very long time. All-SEC snub even, so that's just disrespectful. He had a monstrous season as a safety this year. Avery Helm, Jason Marshall Jr., you guys, I mean, they've, they've been monstrous this year. Avery Helm is one of the most disrespected cornerbacks in all of college football, not just on this roster, but in all of college football. I think Central Florida might try to test him. Gus Malzahn seems like that kind of guy where he's going to be like, you know what, we're going to go at him. And I think Avery Helm can make a play this year, this week. I want to see interceptions. I want to see sacks. I want to see forced fumbles. I want to see everything you can do. This defense, I think that they make a lot of big plays, but I also think that they give up a lot of big plays because, well, I've watched them play every game this year, and that's what they've done. That's the only thing that they've done really consistently this year besides missed tackles, which is a big place. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I didn't. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida this year has screwed me immensely, whether it's men's basketball or football. And guess what? Football, you've got one more chance this year to really screw me over. I'm, I, I'm taking Florida, whatever the spread is. I don't care if they're not favored, which they should be. I'm taking the money line and I'm taking the over on the points. Easily, but Florida, one last chance to screw me. Can't wait for you to lose three nothing if you're favored by whatever and whatever the over is. That's just what you're going to do to me. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D, no space O N. Have y'all tried build Bar Puffs yet? Because I've been saying I've been talking about it for a few weeks. So if you haven't, that's just so rude of you, and I hate you. I cannot believe that you would do that to me. They are very good. Ruby chocolate is amazing. The lemon cheesecake is very good. Build Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like this guy right here. That is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, most importantly, high fiber solution that tastes amazing. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED L O C K E D 1 5 to get 15% off of your next order at Built or BuiltBar.com, where they're always adding flavors, so don't miss out. It's it's just great stuff. The selection's amazing for them. Now we're going to take a look at the Florida Gators women's basketball game versus Murray State, and whoo, no, my lord! Florida Gators are now ten in three following their win over Murray State Racers, a sixty-seven to fifty-one win over Murray State. And I know just yesterday when I was previewing this game, I was like, look. I don't think this bodes well for I don't think this bodes well for Florida. I I just it doesn't look like a good matchup on paper. And then the Florida Gators happened. Florida Gators were up 28 to 23 at halftime, which is insane considering Murray State. I mean, it's insane that Murray State finished with 51 total points. Murray State going into this game averaged 76 points per game. The lowest points total that they've scored in any game this year was 66. And Florida held them to 51 points. That is insane defense against such a high-octane offense. And, I mean, the offense for the Florida Gators was still sloppy. Lavender Briggs and Kiki Smith, two games in a row where they just have not shown up. They combined for 10 for 28 shooting with just 22 points in this game, which, sure, 22 points – That's not horrible, but 10 of 28 shooting is completely inefficient. I've always gone by the approach of you cannot have more shot attempts than points. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened with them where it was just ugly. Alberte Rimdahl had a big game with 11 points off the bench on four or five shooting. Like we spoke about in the Florida State game. This is a team that has just been so impressive as of late because even when the starters don't show up, even when the stars don't show up to play, this the depth on this team has been phenomenal and the role players have really stepped up you look at uh the florida state game it was Emmanuel Di Oliveira that stepped up now it's alberte rimdahl that stepped up and this game this team is just looking really great they're really cleaning up this was a team that we you know didn't have super high expectations for going into this year it was a team where after the first week or week and a half of the season we were like look. That they're not looking great right now. That NC State game was bad. The game before that, I believe it was Wichita State, was bad. It, it was a rough week. and It was a rough weekend, opening weekend for the Florida Gators. But, man, Kelly Ray Finley, the interim head coach of the Florida Gators women's basketball team. I mean, I, I want her to get promoted to full-time head coach to this team. She's got this team cooking. And the defense has been phenomenal. They lost one game recently, and it was to George Mason. It was, I believe, five games ago. It was a close game, but since then, they've been murdering teams. They've just been fantastic. I spent a lot of time yesterday, on yesterday's episode, talking about Caitlin Young on Murray State, and I was like, look, she's been dominant this year. You know, 21 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game, shooting 71% from the field and 56% from three. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to contain her or how they're going to slow her down. Well, the Florida Gators found a way. The Gators held her to just nine points and six rebounds while shooting just three for nine from the field and O oh for two from three. So brought her shooting percentage down a little bit, brought her points total down a little bit, brought her rebounding total down a little bit. They just did a fantastic job of containing Caitlin young, who has been the lifeblood of this team. Really? She's been leading this Murray State team to victory, led them to an eight and two record before this game. They're now eight and three, which is still a very good record, but the Florida Gators just with a great game, the offense still just so inconsistent. And the biggest question mark on this team for the remainder of the season. But I mean, yesterday's game, by the way, no stretch, a great offensive performance. It was a good win. It was, and it was a 16 point win. You can't be upset about that, but the offense it was not a great offense performance by any stretch of the imagination, but defensively, they forced turnovers. They won the turnover battle 25 to 13. They had 13 steals. I realize when you look at college turnovers, a lot of it's traveling, getting out of bounds, doing whatever. But 13 steals, they had 13 turnovers themselves. So Florida Gators defensively did a great job. And they forced bad shots to force this Murray State team to shoot a poor percentage. And they won the rebounding battle. When we looked at this game, we said, look. Murray State, they can rebound the ball, and they can score the ball. And the Florida Gators, yeah, you force them to turn it over. You force them to miss, and you got the rebounds back. The only won the rebound battle, I think it was 43-39. But still, winning the rebound battle nonetheless in a big game where the Florida Gators really just showed out and showed like, hey, we're a competitive team here, obviously. like We're, we're a good team. You need to respect us. And the Gators, I mean, it, it was a big win before taking their holiday break. They are now off until December 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern time when they take off Mississippi State as it is the beginning of SEC play in these Florida Gators women's basketball team you've been fantastic as of late please I mean hey help the men's basketball team out because I don't even know what the hell they're doing half the time thanks for making Knockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts don't miss out tomorrow as it's time to preview the Florida versus Central Florida gets barrel-able. now. Make your second listen. Lockdown bets your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from handicapping expert Lee Sterling for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at wns underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Holinesports.com. That is W H O L E N I N E Sports, and I will see you all tomorrow.